everybody. Welcome to the Improv Network podcast. This is a series of longer conversations about all things improv topics. Um, I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And for this episode, we have returning guest, our good friend, Mr. Pete J. Cox. Yay! Hey! Hey! hey. How's it going, Pete? So good. Yeah. New, look at this new house that you're you're chilling in. Yeah, I I we moved uh last Friday and uh so I'm in I'm in my new office. Whoa. And I can do this now. Yeah, be, 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 before you couldn't move your shoulders. You were you were wedged between 2021, <laughs> baby. Yeah. New year, new moves. All right. Yeah. <laughs> But also, I, I now have uh, the improv podcast poster on my wall. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch it. You're gonna. Oh, there it is. Yeah, and and for the any, adhesive is really good. Any listening audience, the, um, the improv network logo in the top of the streaming screen is perfectly centered in uh, the blank wall space in Pete's screen. Um, uh, take it as a suggestion on how to decorate that new space, bud. We'll send you a poster. <laughs> yes, please do. I could use one. So Got speaking of which, uh, I do have one of your posters in my car, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so th this episode is going to be a uh, the third part of a, a, a sub-series of conversations we've been having on directing. Um, the first conversation we had, Bob and I talked about more yeah. about like producing really is what it was but like directing special events um things like snow day uh you know the, the 24 hour improv marathon um that you guys run as well as uh more uh recently or, or, or newer event of um uh digi bits which was a sketch video tournament um that, that <laughs> the longest tournament <laughs> running virtually that ran from March to like September. That was yep. absurd. Yeah. <laughs> um, but special events like that, directing shows in general, directing a process or, or uh, launching a new idea. Uh, and then we talked as a second part more about directing sketch shows, um, specifically written shows. So we talked a little bit about directing like one act shows, just in general, what comes along with a writing process. Um, and, uh, for this episode, in the third part, we would like to talk about directing improv shows. Um, and so uh, the reason we've been talking to Pete is because, first of all, Pete um, it probably might might have uh, the most directing experience of, of anybody uh, that I know um, yeah. uh, with improv and stuff. Oh, I don't know. Well... Not not of anybody that I can think of in the world, but of anybody that I that I uh, know personally. I, I mean, think. I think it's safe to say he, you're you have directed both James and I the most. So that's probably true. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know if that's true. I don't I don't think Pete's ever directed me. Have you? Well, oh, oh, oh stage fright. But, but oh, have you directed me in a oh. oh, well then. Okay, so with James once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but the the point is uh, that uh, Pete, you've directed a a veritable shit ton, um, mm -hmm. and that's, that's and a good variety of of types of shows. And um, uh, when it comes to improv, you and I have directed uh, short form and long form. Uh, we've done some ongoing long term shows, um, and short form and long form, uh, experimental stuff, one off um, events. Uh, all three of us have all directed um, improv troops uh, over the course of a year or more um, in a weekly run of shows. Uh, so we're going to talk about all the things that come along with directing improv shows. Before we jump into it, let me just remind everybody that we are on the Improv Network. And uh, you can go to the improvnetwork.org to check out all of the great um, resources that are available to you online, uh, including... Mm -hmm. The ability to build yourself an individual improviser profile, a team profile. Uh, if you are a theater, you can build yourself um, a profile for your theater and um, festivals, whether virtual or uh, fingers crossed <laughs> later in the year personal. Um, uh, 
those resources are available to you. There are also blogs and uh, interviews on the website, as well as a new page, the Improv FAQ page, which uh, features these conversations, mm -hmm. as well as a video lecture series of commonly asked questions about improv. Um, any other announcements that we need to do up top, Bob? I think you got them all. I think I think you're I think you're rocking it, man. Sweet. Oh, one yeah. thing I should mention. I, I've been meaning to. Just oh, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should just clarify this because I know it's a little confusing. We stream on the Improv Network Facebook page. We, right. um, but we stream to the Improv FAQ YouTube page. Yes. Um, so just if you're someone who's jumping back and forth, or you're or if you're listening to the podcast and wondering where yeah. to find us uh, for video. Improv Network Facebook page, yeah. Improv FAQ YouTube page, and in the near future, we hope to be broadcasting on the the Facebook page, the other Facebook page for Improv FAQ uh, as soon as they allow watch parties to happen again, because those have been canceled for a while. Wait, they've been canceled? Uh, that and like, uh, yeah, those and you know, like how people used to be able to make your own frames and everything. All those, I think that's a, a political thing. They're just, they just don't want to, yeah, yeah, no, no watch parties, no, no, no frames, no nothing. No uh, watch parties? No watch, yeah, I've been trying to watch party for the last three weeks. It would really? not, and it might be personal. I just, I, 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 I <laughs> wow. maybe you uh, limit on watch parties, you personally. Just miss yeah. me. <laughs> no, uh, no, no watch parties for Bob Wick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's get started with this conversation. Um, so, uh, let's start. Let's start with uh, short form shows. Um, Pete and I have done uh, Go Labs, which is a um, kind of incubator project of um, creating short form, uh, short form games, new new ideas and whatnot. Um, and we've also pieced that together into a show called Beta Testing, um, which right. a number of years ago had a had a two-ish year long weekly run um, long run, and it was a showcase of those um original games uh pete what, what would you say like, also which also the beta testing also involved the long form that's uh, right long half, forms too. first yeah. half was short form second half was experimental long form uh shorter sets um wait but so if you're going to direct a uh short form show um does it Let's let's say uh, first of all, is there a difference in how you start approaching um, the idea of a short form show versus a long form show, or how do you get started with an like when you're gearing up for an improv show? Well, I mean, when we did beta testing, um, we basically like got the group together like ten minutes before we went on stage and went, "These are how the games work, cool," and then we just went like so. There wasn't a lot of directing involved in that. It was more we're pretty sure this is how this game is going to go. Do you have any questions? And then we put them on stage. Um, I think that, I mean, that's underselling it a little bit. There was definitely yeah. a, a fair amount of directing. If, if not in the, in the games themselves, um, first of all, we, we kept an archival sheet of the games <laughs> in Google drive. Um, yeah. And then we would uh, schedule a rotating list of like a hundred plus improvisers um, into the, the human test subjects roles. Uh, and then we yeah. would also have to figure out um, uh, the running order of which games we were going to showcase each week, as well as um, we would, we would switch the games every week, but we would uh, switch which, what kind of long form we were doing every month. Um, so we, we, there wasn't a lot of rehearsing involved, but there was certainly a lot of organizational elements to it and the creating of everything because we would do what one new game one debut game each week was that what it was yeah so i think what we were doing is um well we, we kind of do two because, because uh, we, uh, every sunday oh, during yeah. the jam, yeah. we would uh take a suggestion to come up with a new game um within the time frame of the jam sort of short term um and then uh the um every week we would take a suggestion we would have one week to do that new suggestion so we, yeah. so we kind of do one that had been uh, invented a few days ago and then a brand new one that uh we had taken a suggestion for a week ago yeah 
Um, yeah. But, but so, like, let's talk a little bit about uh, maybe the, the, the philosophy of short form. Like, just because I think to me, that's what it really comes down to with directing improv is making sure that, like, whatever mechanics and, and form that you're working with, that you're really still, um, uh, playing like you're still aiming at a philosophy of some kind yeah. so that you don't just get the surface level stuff um what were some of the things oh and, we, and we've also like we've kind of <laughs> pete and i've been trying to develop a book on um, i was about to ask you about that because yeah. you were talking about your, your archives and stuff and um you you've been talking about this book for i don't know since the beginning of the world ending. Uh, <laughs> we, well, we started we started working on it before, like a year before that, or something like that. And then, oh wow, other projects, would get, projects would get in the way, and then we'd be like, "No, we're definitely going to start working on it." And then, boom, pandemic. When we have all the free time in the world, but suddenly it was like, "Nah, we can't work on it." There's a pandemic now. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so uh, first of all, hey Mel, how's it going? Thank you again, Mel. For tuning in for hanging out with us um also uh mel i hope i don't know i don't think the other guys have a mug so i'm assuming you're talking about my mug which no, actually, no i think she's talking about my mug no she's talking oh. about this mug yeah <laughs> mug? Is, is the uh is the best i'm gonna i'm gonna mel which which one yeah, are you yeah about? you have to be more specific mel because they, they're both pretty awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> uncle yoda um okay but uh, Mel's question is, how do you source debut games? Um, and uh, that's a great question. So so for us, what we were doing is, um, short answer is, we were taking suggestions of uh, pieces of pop culture. For the short form games, we were usually taking suggestions of uh, celebrities or fictional characters. So we'd have games based on um, like Tom Cruise or Spider-Man. Um, and then for the, for the, even for the long form during, um, damn it. Mel says she was complimenting. <laughs> I, think this, I think this mug is the coolest. This is Julia's and it's the Marauders map from Harry Potter. Uh, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. You didn't, hold, you didn't hold in frame long enough. You take quick sips. It could be, that, any, this could be Game of Thrones. It's not clear enough. It's a giant yeah. mug, but even then it doesn't really broadcast itself well enough. Mm. You need a ring light, buddy. And then, then everybody can see your mug. <laughs> your mug. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Mel. Um, okay, so yeah, we for, for celebrities you and move over to the you guys moved to the Improv Network, and now you're having mug fights. This is great. Yeah, welcome to Mug Talk. <laughs> celebrities and fictional characters would inspire the short form games, uh, and then for the long form, we would take suggestions of movies and um, plays and. Do you guys have a favorite game? Like, and what 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 celebrity or movie was it based off? Uh, I, well, I favorite games. I'm, I'm going to answer this first, Pete. I, I I know you're a guest, but I I have to be. No, celebrity. I already know your answer. <laughs> yeah, my two, my two my two favorite games are one, um, Enter the Dragon, um, which is based on Bruce Lee, and oh, uh, it, it the it's just an absurd game. Where you're doing a scene, and anytime the bell rings, uh, you drop everything to pretend like a real dragon has just torn the roof off of the space that you're performing in and is attacking the stage. And you just freak out and panic um, as as much as you can, and then um, when the bell rings again, you just pick up the scene where it left off. Right, and like nothing happened. Uh, my second favorite game is the opposite spectrum, which is a more heady game called uh, Old Dog New Tricks, which is based on uh, the movie The Dog Beethoven. Or I think it might have just been Beethoven. I don't think they intended it to be Beethoven. Yeah, um, I think they said Beethoven and we took it to meet the dog. Yeah, we were like, not the classic uh, composer. But in that one, um, you have Three people, you could do it with more, but uh, three people um, playing the game. Two people actively out uh, on stage doing a scene. You just let them go for uh, like five or six lines of dialogue each um, back and forth. And then uh, then when the bell rings or you call out shift, um, the third person from the back tags out 
one of the people in the two scenes. Um, whoever stays on stage from the previous scene is going to try and repeat all their same lines of dialogue in the same order verbatim to the best of their ability, um, leaving the same gaps for in other dialogue in between. But the new person who just tagged in is going to insert new lines of dialogue, recontextualizing the old lines um, and rinse and repeat, um, which I really love. Uh, that's my answer. What about you, Pete? Ooh, uh, well, recently I've really enjoyed Cluster Fun because we've been doing that virtually. Um, and that's a three-person game. Um, uh, so the three people are doing a scene. When the bell rings, one person leaves. The two people remaining start a brand new scene. When the third bell rings again, third person comes back in. They go back to the three-person scene. Um, so everybody's responsible for one three-person scene and two two-person scenes, no, depending on the combination. And it's just bouncing between all of those. Um, I've liked the, when we've been doing the show virtually the past couple months. That's been one of the more uh, engaging games. Um, tell me something good. I think <laughs> is a is a fun one. Yeah, um, that was. Or, oh, well, who was Cl Cluster Fun? I think was all right. Wait, Cluster Fun, if I remember, was based on Santa Claus. Yeah, I think so. It had a different name and then and a different form altogether. And then we reworked it and came up with this that version. And it, so it's still somehow connected to Santa Claus. I have no idea why. Um, Tell me something good was based on Shaka Khan, and it's a line game where you get suggestions of stuff that ruin your day, and people step forward one at a time and put a positive spin on it, and then the hook from Tell Me Something Good plays uh, on the on the uh, on the soundboard. Um, on music cues are always great. In yeah, yeah, sell it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I, 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 Lewis Mustache Jr. or um, Pretty Big Deal, I think, are my my other two. Wait, uh, are, are these your favorite because you get to name them, or is it the actual game themselves? <laughs> Naming them is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's like the only good thing that comes out of it. The game is garbage, but we absolutely love the name. Okay, can you uh, give it? Do you guys have an example of? Best names, worst game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got really shocked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that so when we first started doing, so we first started doing it. We we at the jam at the beginning of the jam, we'd get a suggestion yeah. of a celebrity or fictional character, and then we'd let the jam go on, and we'd run out to the the front of the theater or the lobby or the front of the building. Mm -hmm. And like, we'd try to figure out how to do the games. And the first game we did worked out really, really well. And then because it seemed like it was fun, the second game we we did, it was based on maybe Paula Dean or Julia Child. It was a cook, every <clears throat> chef. And for some reason, like eight people wanted to help create the game mm. and too many chefs uh, in the kitchen. Oh man. It, we, I ended up calling it too many cooks. Yeah. Uh, just because of that stupid uh, uh, viral video of the, the too many cooks, too many. Uh, so the, the name was hilarious, but the, the games was garbage. The game and the yeah the the game the game was like I, I think it might have started with like one person's trying to do an activity suggested by the audience and then a bunch of other people join but make it harder <laughs> and then and then eventually when everybody's on stage um there's something something else would happen you, you, something you would, else happened yeah it wasn't it didn't, it didn't work it didn't work very well no but, so so listen I, I just want to uh, pause and, and redirect a little bit because um. We could do a whole episode on Go Labs and X Factory. I think it's a very cool. The, the idea of ex experimenting is really valuable, and um, we could definitely talk about it. But I, just since we were on the directing kick, let's yes, 
bring things back that way. I and and maybe what we can do is um tie in the experimental philosophy with like the directing philosophy uh, because for us once we started making that more of a formal thing it was sort of a casual thing that happened um we implemented some some uh directing philosophy if you know like like you said not really like explicit a ton of direction um yeah uh or rehearsal uh if you know on the mechanics of the show but um the overall big picture stuff did have direction mm. and the reason is that um the reason that we started making up games um, is because there were a handful of people that were there at the theater all the time and like always at the jam. And right. some of those people were also always doing the all-star showdown, which is uh, our short form show at go comedy. And um, the, the, the games we would, we would get like burnt out on uh, quicker than others just because we were playing them more frequently. So um yeah we got restless with the game pool and we were like, let's, let's make up some new ones. Um, and, uh, long story short, that's what we ended up doing. And then, so that became a really big part of the philosophy is, is like, don't let yourself get bored. Um, yeah. keep, keep challenging, uh, in all these different directions, yeah. uh, what you're doing. And, 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 and even part of what, you know, when we first started the show, we did go through like a dress rehearsal uh, for beta testing. And yeah. um, when we first started doing the, the initial run, we would have a pre-meeting in like the rehearsal room next door to go over everything. But the reason we stopped doing that is because we realized that it was a headache to try and rattle off all these new games and field questions. And then we realized that part of uh, doing good short form is being able to explain how it works um succinctly enough to, to just get up and do it yeah. in a jam uh, and that part of good casting for that show was working with people who um were willing to go for it even if they uh missed the mark on on what our initial intention was yeah the philosophy kind of became um we just made up this game so if you mess it up no you didn't because it's never been played before we're not really sure what the rules are or if this is going to work so lean into it, go, go big. And if it, the game becomes something completely different than what we initially in, intended, then maybe that's what the game should be. And then we would tweak it. Um, so yeah, there was, it, I mean, yeah, there was never like, well, you, you know, the, when the bell rings, you're supposed to lift your left foot, but this, when you did it, it, you know, you did a headstand. That's incorrect. Like that was never a thing, but it was like, and what was the name of that game? Uh, uh, one, one foot in front of the other. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm actively workshopping that game right now. Um, yeah, but it was it was much more. Uh, we're experimenting, so cast go go nuts and don't like don't have the weight of the world on on these games. They're I mean that's sort of the 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 philosophy we had with GoLabs um, yeah. virtually was anytime we had a guest come on, we'd kind of rattle off the games, and then one of the things that James or I would always say is, "This is super loose. Like if you're not a hundred percent sure and you take it in a different direction, right. we'll talk about it afterwards. Nobody, you know, just have fun with it." Um, yeah, I, I yeah. think that that is really what uh is at the root of directing improv is just really directing people into a mindset more so than into uh doing things in a particular way um we, and i and i have a particular kind of like um story about that in on the long form side of things but but with your short in the short form. go ahead yeah um so one of the games we came up with was based on um well oh, god now i can't think of his name uh from soul train uh john don cornelius oh yeah yeah, yeah there we go it was based on that don cornelius was a suggestion so we came up with the game joke train which was soul train music plays two people dance downstage when the music stops there we get a suggestion of an object when the music stops uh person the first person will do the setup to a joke and the second person does the punchline and it's all improvised and most of the time the jokes don't land 
but it's about you know selling it and and going you know going as big as you can um and not sweating it and what's fascinating what i found incredibly fascinating with that game was students picked it up no problem you know super easy they were getting it and having fun with it um and certain improvisers would uh glom onto it really quick but like the more seasoned like the 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 showdown cast couldn't wrap their mind around it they like we had to have like multiple rehearsals for them to like somewhat grasp how this game and it was like no just go like let loose and have fun and the more seasoned improvisers had like needed to like break it down and see how it, you know, like the moving parts. And it was like, there are no moving parts. It's just about having fun. Um, and I, I, I've always found that fascinating that the more seasoned the improviser or the more set in their ways, the improviser was, they couldn't handle it. But if they, someone was new or still kind of uh, like, you know, uh, they'd finished the classes, but hadn't, you know, found their voice yet. Like the game was still super easy. Well, isn't that a problem with like, not problem, but a bad habit with short form in general, people focus so much on the game uh, that they don't make a scene happen. Like they, yeah. so, they, they think about the rules and rather than having a, a, a legit improv scene, you just, you know, as long as you hit the mark, like, Oh, the bell rings. So yeah. I'm going to stand on my left You're foot. As long as you're checking those boxes, you're achieving the game, and it's like no, there's still scene yeah. work. Yeah, absolutely, and that, that's a little that can be frustrating sometimes. Like uh, you're you're going for the laugh, you're going for you know, the like like you just said, like checking the boxes. Um, yeah. When you guys are directing, um, how do you how do you approach that? Like as a, as a note or as a as a goal. You're you're on mute, James. Audio guy, thank you. Um, <laughs> the uh, my 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 thing on that on short form or long form is uh, that the payoff of a challenge, um, I, I honestly is is struggle and or failure. Um, and uh, the fun of that is undercut if you are not sincerely trying to succeed. Um, right. so it's like. The, the with short form you're trying to do a scene a good scene at the same time that you're adhering to the rules of the game um assuming that the game is scenic uh and and also even with like live line games it, it's i think this, this kind of uh parallels to that too where if you're doing like a defend the line and you're kind of like you're, you're stepping down and and like constantly throwing your arms up like it's going to happen that you don't have anything an idea of what to say oh. and you step anyway and try to yep. deliver um a, a joke or whatever the rule is um but if you're if you're too willing and too ready to just be like ah because um uh, there are too many cats right um then <laughs> then that'll only work once or <laughs> until people are like are you even trying to yes. get <laughs> yeah um uh like so so yeah uh, i think that's to me is is how i give the note is is that remember remember to sincerely yeah. try to succeed as you are knowing that you're going to have a hard time uh, to fail to I, back on what I you, always, oh go ahead uh, to piggyback on what you said i like uh are you talking about even though there are like like a line game is a great example of, of a game that's not necessary narrative but i but Pete, i think you do a great job of of adding your own narrative. So you're not, even though you're Pete playing the game, you have a point of view. So like when we're playing challenge in a minute, you basically, your first answer becomes like, you know, like your, your want or your, your view of the yeah. world. So you can always come back to it and it hits every time because you sold the audience. Like, this is my point of view and I'm going to manipulate whatever suggestion I get to, to fit into this, you know, into the spectrum that, that I'm going to deliver yeah. this, you know, information through. So that, that was that was uh, yeah. So I was gonna give you a, a compliment, buddy. Thank you. Did you, um, you chime in though, Pete? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, uh, and I always get flack for this, but my and James, we've talked about this before, but my all-time favorite short-form game is a thousand and one. Um, and 
people never understand why. Uh, but it's, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's, a, uh, I always get, I can always turn students around on that game because it, you could go down stage and say, you know, a thousand and one blah, I'll walk into a bar and the bartender says, and, uh, and then the bartender says, and like, you could forget your joke. You could, um, like trip over your words, um, whatever, but no matter what, the back line is still going to laugh for you. So you're even in total failure, you're succeeding because you're getting the big laugh from the back line. And it's, it's a freeing experience of, I mean, as long as you are sincerely trying, even if you'd like trip over the finish line, um, you're still supported. You're still getting that, you know, the, the laugh from the back line and they're supporting you. Um, and it's a really freeing feeling knowing that, um, as long as you're like go like real like what James was saying, sincerely uh, trying to accomplish it, even in you know failure, you're still accomplishing your goal. As long as you're you know, yeah. If you go in and you're like, and the bartender says too many cats, and that's your punchline for everything, that's not gonna. I don't know if someone really committed to that and said that line for every suggestion. After the fourth time, I think you'd get me or she. They yeah. they would get me. Uh, yeah, thousand and one cars walk into a bar, and the bartender says, "No, too many cats, too many cats." <laughs> Especially if you get. Yeah. Uh, let's switch gears really quick. So let's talk about because this is a problem we've run into, like during Snow Day, when someone's a new director of a short form show is timing. Like, how how do you guys set your set list? Uh, most of the time you get what 20 25 minutes in a set is there do you have a go-to or is there like a i don't know an equation you use to set up your 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 set list so it fits within that time that's that's a great question i i should have that uh and i don't i really I, am i go ahead i usually uh like a line game is two to three minutes um mm -hmm. It's the game challenge in a minute because that's you know when the title. Um, but a line game is two to three, um, scenically, as, as depending on like how complicated the game is. So, like, mm -hmm. layers is going to take long minutes, or uh, like cluster fun is going to take longer. But usually, scenic games, I say, like, between three and five, right. Yes. Uh, guessing games. I think I think we we lose a lot of time in guessing games. Yeah, setting it up oh. in, yeah, yeah, because yeah. that that's been a couple of times during so day. And you're like, oh, this is their second from their last game, and they're doing a guessing game. Uh, I think I have like over a hundred, <laughs> hundred texts from you, like, oh, they're gonna go over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Why? Why are they guessing right now? <laughs> um, I. Honestly, uh, it seems like, with the exception of those longer games, like guessing games or uh, yeah. sort of mid-form games, um, that uh, just in my experience, we do a pretty consistent, when we were doing beta testing in the first half hour of the show was short form, we would do six games. When we do the, um, the jam for 45 minutes to an hour, uh, we do like 10 to 12 games. I, I, think, I think it's honestly kind of a, like that's my caliber or calibration, but like, um, I've, I've also seen, I, th I think we've, we've talked about, um, shows that do like longer short form and just play. Like you have, you have like new choice going for the duration of like an eight minute scene. So, you know, obviously parts of part of it, uh, depends on like, I think from community to community, people are doing like shorter or longer, um, scenes for their games. Yeah. I think another common mistake yeah. people make is uh, a lack of variety in their games. Like they, they set two games up back to back that basically had the same elements to it. Um, like uh, whether it's, you know, every time I hit the bell, you have to impersonate a celebrity or, you know, or you do like Dreamcast where you, you play a celebrity, you know, stuff like that. I think that's a really common mistake. Um, or, or casting too big. Like you got twenty five minutes, but you have twenty five people. Uh, that's yeah. 
have you guys did you guys like um i remember when we were in rehearsals for the showdown um that uh i think i think d'angelo might have pointed out that like we pete and i were trying to introduce some of these go lab go labs games into uh the showdown and um chris brought up a really great question that was like what does this showcase about improv um and he specifically was asking that about enter the dragon <laughs> yeah. and um i thought that that was a really great question and and you know on the same thread as the idea of variety, Bob, it, it's like what kinds of like different aspects of improv and about like the strengths of a performer can we showcase? And um, I think, you know, for, for I, I, go ahead, Pete. I, I, I always thought like when we would come up with the short form games in the back of my head was always what aspect of improv is this um, focusing on or, um, exercising for the improviser um and then but and then yeah sometimes with like enter the dragon it was just like fuck it this it's just a fun high energy thing to do um like oh uh like golden ticket the willy wonka game um which is a three-person game one person has the golden ticket which basically means if they say anything, the audience has to laugh like it's the funniest thing they've ever heard uh, ever. And it's usually like if somebody signs up for the jam and they've never improvised before, that's usually the game that the hosts would have them play because no matter what, they they can just say, um, and a packed audience, you know, goes batshit nuts laughing with it and like slamming on the tables and stuff. That doesn't, really have and then the other two improvisers are just improvising um that doesn't really have any added benefit other than um to enhance um the the newer improviser like to get them to feel more comfortable on stage but it doesn't add anything improv wise to, mm -hmm. to anything yeah. like that i i think i think the one that we kind of discovered that pocket of like um I'm going to lump in the golden ticket situation with absurdity because what, what I think is, um, what tell me about that? What's that? What Tilda says, we're going to add this uh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's plenty of games that we did that were just like, um, some, some games were funny just because of the idea that people knew that we were making them up brand new making up ideas so so it's almost it's almost like this this trans translation of like when you're watching an improv show um you know that they're making it up and so when like mistakes and contradictions happen uh, it's part of the joy of of the high wire act of improvising uh is the knowledge that the improvisers are doing that that kind of carried over to some of the stuff that we were doing with game creation too in, in like the uh, longer process of the show but for for some games that work um, and aren't just, you know, silly because we know that we're making up new games. Um, things like Enter the Dragon or Golden Ticket. Um, I think there's this absurdity about improv uh, that that is there. Um, whether it's for Golden Ticket, the idea that we made a rule that you have to applaud <laughs> yeah. is really funny. Like, you have to. Like this Well, it's one of the few games, like, the it doesn't affect the, the performer it's truly the audience playing the game. That that's what I like about that game. Yeah, yeah, and and it's also it's also uh, if nothing else, it showcases the the support of the improv world and it invites the audience in on that. Is that like we're rooting yeah. for each other to succeed? Right. The end of the dragon is just absurdity in the sense that that it's that it's like, um, wh what if you had to stop everything because of some like wild fanciful disaster, yeah. um. And uh, or the Bjork game, the Bjork game was the uh, the how eccentric. Yeah, yeah, that was just absurdity. Yeah, and I th so I think I think that's one category that 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 I've discovered for myself that um I think really fair point on on Chris's part for for being like what are we supposed to be showcasing? Yeah. I think that is a, a good question to ask with um that 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 also ties in the relationship between like you doing a scene 
or a performance and executing the rule of the game is that like right. that that can give you framing for like how to focus on it and if, and if it is just absurdity um then like i think that, that is a valid uh thing to exercise is that like just do it because it's friggin silly um yeah. that is part of improv um and there's obviously like a uh, reference point and uh, acting and and um impressions and character and all these other things that are a little bit more straightforward to like acting and improv uh skills but um i think that it's a good question to ask while you're workshopping stuff yeah pete what do you think about like casting wise like for for short form um and i should i should say we, we only have so much time i think what's going to happen here is we're going to keep talking about short form <laughs> And then we'll end up doing a part four about long form. But like what, what you, when it comes to like uh, casting a good short form um, ensemble, like are, are you looking for um, like a particular chemistry or is it more an individual draft? Like, um, I think it's more, I, I, I think it's more individual draft. I mean, because um, especially with like beta testing, because, we had like so many people interested or interested in being involved in stuff that it kind of became, um, how, let's make the most diverse, uh, group we can, we can each week. Um, and that's with playing style, um, among other things. Um, like let's get an absurdist. Let's get uh, what is the thing you call it? The the ninja, the pirate, the robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and it makes up playing, trying to mix up playing styles. Um, and I think as we went along, and just from the experience of like, because we were also pulling these people from mostly from uh, classes. Um, like who did we feel was the most up for, uh, aside from playing style, um, we would kind of add them into the, add them into the groups, the group that we would pick from. And then, um, then, yeah, then it just became how diverse can we make this cast? Um, and then go from there. Yeah, I I really liked that we were doing um a mix of uh newer and experienced people because like like you said, you would think sometimes that like oh the students who have only done a couple classes are going to have a hard time jumping into a show, but sometimes it really is the people that that have been doing it longer that um have a harder time um getting back to being vulnerable and and uh feeling uncertain about like what is this game i've never heard of it and i, I don't know how to play it um yeah. and so sometimes it's 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 an equal challenge uh to be met um by more experienced improvisers and newer improvisers and 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 even sometimes the newer improvisers because they're so um excited to have the opportunity or or uh haven't it's still malleable yeah yeah and they haven't yeah th that that they might even do the game in a more exciting surprising way than um somebody with more experience um so i i, I agree that that is and i think that's the benefit of short form too I, I going back to what we were talking about earlier of like um some of the games that we came up with i uh i know could be sharper if we uh rehearsed but yeah. I, I also like the challenge of a short form game being like explain it in a way that the explain it and design it in a way that you could set it up for an audience and have them have a good enough ex uh, expectation of what's going to happen. The improvisers can have a good enough expectation of what they're supposed to do um, and have a fair enough shot at pulling it off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that's, that's, that's a good challenge. And, and if you're doing that, then you can really involve uh, people from all sorts of experience levels, uh, and playing styles. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I think people make that mistake, um, when they st first start hosting or, or directing short form shows that they don't rehearse the explanation of the game. And yeah. you, you can see it. You can see when they get up there for the first time, Hey everybody, we're going to play challenge in a minute. 
and then they they you can see it go they go right to their head and like oh man i played this a thousand times how do i yeah and then and then they go back and their explanation goes longer than the game uh yeah Look, guilty. That happens, uh, oh, guilty. Totally guilty of it. That happens a lot. I always like uh, when it happens with the game Switch or Freeze or Freeze Tag, depending on who's watching. Because um, there is that very strict script that yeah. uh, we teach people that is is just in and out. You, you know, I can rattle it off without any problem. But then a newer person comes in and, you know, they're they're somewhere in the in the middle of chapter six of their novella of how the game switch and you're just like oh buddy just play the game the audience doesn't need this much like we don't need this much information yeah uh, or and my favorite part is and when i clap my hand or when and then someone in the background will clap their hands and say hey switch nope nope that, that's <laughs> yeah the you know and actually that's that's a, it's an interesting note too Pete because I know that when we're we were starting to write down the descriptions um uh for to be read and for, you know in in developing a book but we were writing down the descriptions and we were going back and forth on like how much should we be explaining and we so so two things one we separated like here's here's we basically just like said out loud what we would say to set it up um and and tra- transcribe that um into the intro that we wanted to have written um and we and we knowing that like okay we'll do a more detailed breakdown of like tips and mechanics um as needed underneath that um yeah but then but then in editing the description from what we how we would generally set it up we were like oh what else can we do to make this not only not only clear but like as tantalizing as possible like how can we, can we make it like fun can we punch it up basically and i think that yeah. that is like that's it. like if if i were going to d- direct a, a short form show um from scratch starting tomorrow i would i would w- with like a, a process to it i would want to have those um setups uh succinct for sure but yeah some kind of like punchiness to it too with a little bit of flair yeah yeah. Um, what about thoughts on notes, Pete? Because we kind of like you and I will debrief about um, how we feel like a show went. Uh, what kind of notes were we giving to, you know, we, we had a, we had a rotating cast, but we also had like some anchors for the show. Um, remind yeah. me, real quick, I know I'm, go, I'm going in five different directions here, but like when we were when we were casting uh, beta testing six people yeah. per show for the short form side of things. And initially it was the uh, for the first like couple months it was the same six cast members um before we opened yeah. it up in a longer run once we opened it up where do we i feel like we had like two captains that would play for the month and then we would rotate in new people is do we do that or did we drop it I, I think we did it in the beginning and then we were struggling to get captains so we were just like screw it we'll have a different cast every week I think that was the initial idea was that it was going to, we'll have a captain that will play for a month, two captains that would be the anchor for the month. And then we couldn't get people to commit for a full month. So we were like, uh, All right. yeah. And, and I guess it, it just comes into play in, in my memory of like, wh- what kind of notes were we giving? Were we just kind of like making sure that we're setting up the context better and, and, or, or were we kind of like, like now when we do the virtual show, we'll hang back with the cast and we'll talk for like 10 to 20 minutes about like um, how any new games, how we thought they went and um, uh, any, any other things we want to try with games, whether they went well or not. Uh, and I like, well, I, I know that we did it because we did have at the beginning, we did have a rehearsal process when we first created beta testing, we did have a couple of rehearsals with the groups. Um, and then we did have a dress rehearsal. And I remember that we did, a lot more, you know, how that game feel. Um, uh, what, you know, is there a, another way that you, you could see it that it might, you know, work or whatever. But then because of the nature of the show, with like the, we would do the short form and then we would excuse the test subjects and then we would bring on the people that were going to do the long form with us. We, like, with, so there was no break. We just went into the long form portion of the show. 
So by the end, we had already gotten so set, like we weren't taking notes during the short form part portion, which we probably should have. Um, but then by the time we got to the end of the actual full show, I think we were detached enough from the memory of how did the short form thing go that it just turned into, you guys good? You good? Everybody feel good about what they did? You know, awesome work. Um, or if anybody actually had any questions or concerns, we would address them. But I don't think we really did much uh, in the realm of, in the, especially yeah, towards the end. Towards the end, we were just like, great job, guys. We're going to do the next thing. Well, yeah, we got we got through it, and again, it's it's something to particular to that that show because of because of the whole like we're doing it for the first time. There's no right way. There's no notes yeah. because you did it for the first time. You're the only one <laughs> who succeeded. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, well, okay. Last thing I want to talk about here as a as a general um, picture of improv directing, uh, and and we'll we'll put a pin in long form. But like, what I really like about uh, you and I as a directing team, Pete, is that I think that there's like kind of two ends of um, a philosophy. Like I, I, I always, I do love that, <laughs> that like you re recurringly will be like, we just were like, we just were like, here's the thing and fuck it. And we went on stage. And, and I think that that is like more in your, um, that's, that's how you approach things as a uh, improviser and director. And I think that like, um, there's lots of people that uh, approach it that way. And, and, and I think there's something essential about that, that makes improv work where like, you can't be too precious or too organized or have too tight of expectations or uh, rigidity around what you're doing. Um, you have to keep it loose and chill. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then there's my end of things where I tend to be really meticulous um, and, and conceptual about, about things. Um, and I think that that's, uh, Again, also a successful way to do it, um, but in I think I think the nature of something like uh, Go Labs or the types of shows that you and I like to work on, where we're like we're 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 doing what we feel are cool things. That's our compass. We want to do cool, fun, interesting things, and we also want it to be challenging. Um, I think that 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 that's a good blend and a balance to have. Like, be chill, don't overthink it, um, but also uh, be strategic enough to, to uh, about have enough of a plan to be like, okay, this is how we're uh, uh, building in a particular uh, direction or um, yeah. challenge. Uh, I really, I like that. I uh, it, There have been, there have been times where I've just been like, dude, fuck it. Let's roll. And you're like, no, we actually have to have this conversation <laughs> yeah. in order for it to work. Yeah. And I'll be like, all right. And then we get, do have the conversation. Oh yeah, we totally needed that. We yeah, or hundred percent, or or, or I'll, I'll, be, I'll be like, I'll be like, um, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking that like it makes sense to do this, but like I, I'm just worried that like what if it, what if we do it this way? And you're like, yeah, sure, well, we'll do, yeah, and then and then I'll be like, or I mean, honestly, if you if you think that like we should do it the way that we were going to do it, like, do you think that it works better? And you're like, yes, we can do it that way. And I'm like, I'm overthinking this, aren't I? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah. whatever way you want, we'll just. We're just going to do it. Like, <laughs> as someone yeah. who's been directed by both of you, I can totally see this <laughs> going on. Yeah, yeah. But in your defense, James, most of the time you watch something, then you go home and think about it for 48 hours. Then you come to the next rehearsal, like, but guys, let's, I, here's what I've been thinking about. And then you, you break it all down, like, let's just try it. So it's like you're meticulous, but you don't project that onto your cast. And I think that's important. You know, because if you brought that, for lack of a better term, like uh, neurotic, like energy, like into the cat, like then we all start overthinking. And then that's, yeah, that's not comfortable. But I never felt like when you were doing that, like it was, you know, overwhelming or anything. Well, I appreciate that. I'm glad to hear yeah. And yeah, I, I just I just think it's, I, it's one of my uh, like personal epiphanies, aside from just like rehashing the short form processes we've done during this conversation is like, Oh, there is those, those two things are essential. I, I think to, to uh, maximizing your potential in a show for improv is um, keeping it loose and chill. You can't lose sight of that. That's part of the reason that people love it. Yeah. Um, but, and, and it's just a tenuous balance between like, 
yeah. doing that and then also being organized uh enough to, to it's that sincerity thing of like are you are you sincerely trying to succeed at something you know is, is the payoff going to be bigger if you uh really go for it um whatever you're aiming at and fail or succeed along the way um you know i, I it, that was just an interesting uh aha moment for me yeah. in this conversation well i think another important thing a director does is set an expectation and as as far as presentation and how professional and how the show should go and even though you both have different styles of doing that i think you both have a great way of setting that expectation so you know uh, pete may 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 loose at how he presents his information but as a cast member you know like yeah but he's he still expects this you know we're not we're not messing around here we're putting on a show so he might say fuck it but we we all can't say fuck it to everything, right? Well, yeah, well, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that is the point. Yes, I, I, I think it's also fascinating when you like. If I'm left to my my devices, uh, totally in charge with something like the Elastic Time Cannon, that then that show happens. Yeah. When when you're left to your own devices, uh, with a, a lot of your sketch shows, um, like th those are beautifully designed to go off the rails, um. In in a way that like leans into that fuck it uh, side of things, yeah. Um, and and so I, I just yeah I I don't know. It's still a it's a developing thought in my head about about and, those two styles. The and I there there was um oh what was the the show um I got I got brought in to direct a show uh like two days before. It, it was supposed to open like we we switched directors um and i had to rework a bunch of stuff um that that was like i was mr meticulous i like came in i had the game plan written out if anybody had any input i was just like no we have like five minutes before i gotta do the next game um and i mean it 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 i mean it obviously has its its benefits um Especially like in that instance when I had like I think I had like six days to reblock and rework a whole show or something like that, um, and uh, like in those in that instance, in no way can I be like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, right. let's get up there, let's have some fun, because I, you know, we have five days, and I, you know, there's only so many hours I can keep everybody together, so this has got to be as precise. Mm -hmm. uh, as it can possibly be in order for them to succeed. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I, th I think that, uh, it's a really, it's a really great, uh, exploration of, of those, uh, two styles. Um, yeah. and, uh, again, um, always enjoy talking about the stuff that we've done in pairing those two styles up, uh, Pete. Yeah. Um, thanks for, thanks for joining, uh, for this conversation. We will at some point, online uh revisit part five baby yeah we'll do, we'll do a long form conversation um the longest running series on the podcast yeah it's <laughs> turned into a real saga um yeah <laughs> but really it's I, in march for part four and five yeah oh, directing I, I'll, I'll pay you one more compliment before we uh sign off here because, because directing is something that i do uh, i could talk about for for days and days and days uh and i can especially talk about it with with you pete because like i said you have so much experience um but i just just that that philosophy of like you're always um you're always uh open-ended um or uh, open-minded about like you don't get too stuffy about your own philosophy, but you know, you stay really malleable. You stay really, um, open to new ideas, uh, and taking risks, uh, and not being rigid. You, you're very versatile. And so I could talk to you uh, about, uh, old ideas, new ideas, and all different styles of uh, process. And I really love that. Aww, um, I love you guys. Yeah. Love you, Pete. Um, so that is it for this episode of the improv network um podcast and once once more you can check out all the improv networks offering right. on the improv network.org uh fantastic website full of resources including the improv faq tab where you can find all the videos in this conversation series as well as lecture videos um 
blogs and interviews on uh, the page as well. Check out um, the, uh, make sure that you like and subscribe on Improv FAQ YouTube channel if you want to catch these um, live streams as they happen in the future. Um, okay. Also like the Improv Network Facebook page to make sure that you can catch them on Facebook um, through the Facebook stream. Yeah, uh, and don't forget to comment and send questions. Uh, we would like to hear back from you. Um, this, these are ongoing conversations, so please, uh, we want your we want your input. Yeah, or pit them against each other with who has the cooler mug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or or when does it become two versus one or or something co completely different? You know, we're yeah. still we're still having that conversation. <laughs> we we should we should turn this into just like info wars for um <laughs> for improv. Uh. I got my tactical wipes and my yes and. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, great. So thanks so much for joining. Uh, thanks again, Pete. And um, we will catch you next time on the Improv Network Podcast.